Hi there, I am so excited that you joined me today because we are learning, Jesus is teaching us how to be ready for his return. How to be that bride without spot or wrinkle. Can you imagine that? He wants to recreate us in his likeness. And he does that by teaching us his way. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. Let's acknowledge Jesus and learn of him today. Okay, so Jesus, we acknowledge you. We thank you and praise you. We thank you for your kindness, your compassion. We thank you, actually, that you haven't come yet because many of us would perish. We need so much teaching, and, and Lord, I just thank you that we would have ears to hear what you're saying to us today, that we wouldn't leave here without hearing you speak to us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. I can tell you this for sure. None of us are ready for Jesus to return. Each day that goes by, if you're listening, he is going to show you more and more of how you really are not ready for his return. Jesus wants to talk to us today about how much we worry, that we worry. We worry about this, worry about that, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, how we're going to pay the bills. And when we worry, he can't do anything. Because when we, when we worry, we're really exalting the problem and not exalting him. When we ask him to do something for us, we have to have faith that he will do that thing. And faith comes, as we know, by hearing the word of God. And so when we sit with Jesus, when we, when we sit at his feet, then we can get that faith that we need to not worry. But we're so busy worrying that we don't even have time to sit at his feet. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. Matthew 6, 24, either you're going to serve one or the other. And so if you're worried about money, what he was saying is, then that is your master. But if you refuse to worry about money and serve him, then you're having faith in him. And then he can take care of. He can't do in your life if you're worried about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. He said, isn't life more important than that? And he also said, the heathen live that way. We're to live different than they are, but because we worry, we end up doing the same things that they do. We, we create our own answer because we don't spend enough time at his feet. We're trying to get all this done, just like the story of Martha and Mary, you know it. And we're trying to get all this stuff done. We're trying to do this and do that and take care of this bill and take care of that bill and have this plan and have that plan. And so then Jesus isn't involved. Really, you've put him aside. You've put him on a shelf, so to say, and decided to take over yourself. And that ends up where you actually have a God before him. You're actually putting your need or the problem or whatever it is before him because you're pulling it away from him and handling it yourself. And Jesus is asking us to come up higher. He's asking us to prepare the way for him. 
And in order to do that, it has to be less of us, right? And more of him. And when we go to Jesus, and I wanted to read to you Philippians, when we go to Jesus and ask him the answer, we talked about he wants us to have wisdom. He's going to give you the answer. And we also talked about the plan he has. So if you're worried about money, he has a plan to get you out of debt. But you got to seek him in the plan and do that very thing that he's telling you to do, which sometimes seems like it's not the answer and it has nothing to do with it. But what he tells you to do isn't always going to make sense until you just stay connected with him and he starts teaching you. And that's why I ask you to ask him the plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, he has a good plan for you. It's not that he doesn't want to do anything. It's not that he doesn't understand that you want to serve him. And, you know, maybe even if you're in leadership in the church or, you know, you have this responsibility and that responsibility. And so instead of waiting for Jesus, sometimes we just take over because it doesn't seem like he's doing anything. But I'm telling you, the reason he's not doing anything is because you're fretting. And he told us not to fret. I love this, Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, divine requests with thanksgiving, continue to make a request known to God. And so instead of fretting, you go to God and say, hey, you know, you said you're going to meet my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You told me not to worry about what I was going to eat, what I was going to drink, what I was going to wear. That's your petition, right? You're recalling. So I'm not worrying. I'm coming to you. It says, the word says not to have anxiety. So I, I refuse to worry. And God's peace will be yours. That tranquil state of soul and assured its salvation through Christ, so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. That peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount and guard over your hearts and minds. Because when you go to him and you ask him the plan and you remind him that you're waiting on him, then you're going to have this conversation with him. And if there's something that you need to do, you know, maybe you need to give. Given will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Maybe you need to forgive someone. There's always something in the way if it's not happening. And so when we refuse to worry, that could be the problem right there, that you're worrying. And we know the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. And we know, Jesus said, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy's going to come and try to take it. So he's going to try to get you to worry because we are told not to worry, to take captive every thought and make it agree with the word of God. And that also involves another thing Jesus might tell you to do, which he's reminding me of lately. Mark eleven twenty four. Whatever you ask for in prayer, if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. We're to call those things to be not as though they were. So believing is an effort. Having faith 
and something you can't see takes sitting with Jesus, going to him whenever you get anxious and get that peace back. Let him remind you and encourage you of what he said. If you don't worry about money, then money is not your God. It's not your master. If you don't live like the heathen and go after stuff, he said they run around in circles, this is my version of it, trying to figure things out. And he said, don't you know your father has what you need and he's going to provide for you? He provides for the birds, Matthew 6. He provides for the birds. But when you seek his way of doing and being right, then what you need will be added to you. And then if you're in leadership and you're just doing his way of doing and being right, and you're sitting at his feet instead of running around trying to figure out a plan yourself and so letting Jesus do it, when you sit at his feet, he's going to add to you. When you do it his way, he's going to add to you. You're not going to go have to go figure it out yourself. He knows the plan. He's got a good plan. Ask me what it is. Yeah, it's more than you can think of. You know, when he told me to, to quit my job and to work for him, I couldn't figure out how I was going to get out of debt. And he said, your job is keeping you in debt. Because you got a job to provide for yourself. I didn't tell you to provide for yourself. You got to hear him talk to you to get that peace so you don't worry, so you don't fret. You got to sit at his feet. But you know what? The enemy wants you so busy that you don't have time to sit at his feet. He wants you so busy that you're running around just like the world, not looking any different, worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. Instead of focusing on Jesus. And doing things his way, his way of doing and being right. He fed the 5,000 with his faith, right? He was doing the greater work. He was going around doing good. And we don't have time for that because we're so worried about all the other things that don't matter. Then he tells us how to think. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, and is honorable and seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind, your minds on them. Amplified Classic Bible. So the, the reason being is because the enemy comes and you're thinking. That's why Corinthians says to take captive every thought and make it like the Word of God. Think on these things. Think on the Word of God. Whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, that is from God. The enemy comes with a worry. He wants to harass and oppress you. He wants you to get off the path and do things the world's way. And that's what's going to happen when you worry because you're, you're just 
blocking Jesus out. You can't hear the Spirit when you're worrying. And the world is caught up in worry. But Jesus is asking us to go for him, to be that witness for him, to trust him, to depend on the Spirit talking to you. Don't worry about your life and all these things. I have so much more for you to do than that. There's nothing for you to worry about. The Father is going to take care of you. Rest in what he tells you. And that's sitting at his feet every day and looking at the word and, and getting reminded of what he said. And it gives you peace. That peace that passes all understanding. I want to read this actually again. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Isn't that comforting? You don't have to be anxious. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, talk to Jesus. Remind him of what his promises is. Definite requests. Remember James says, don't be double-minded. A double-minded man doesn't receive anything. Decide that you're going to believe and not step back. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, a tranquil state of soul assured and its salvation through Christ. So you go to him, you decide not to worry, you make your requests, and you just continue to make your, your wants known to him instead of figuring out yourself. And his peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of soul assured. Ever, I, I, I guess I stopped mid-sentence. It's salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. Have you ever want, have, uh, I'm so excited to say this, I can't say it. Have you ever had anyone say, how can you be so happy in a time like this? Don't you see what's going on around you? Aren't you worried about it? Aren't you concerned? Aren't you going to do anything? You got that tranquil state of mind, that soul assurance of salvation through Jesus Christ. What is salvation? You're saved. He's going to take care of you. It's already done. And so fearing nothing, of course, if he tells you to do something, like forgive or um stop borrowing money or whatever it is he tells you to do. That's your answer. And then you have that peace because you know, I get excited when he tells me what to do because then I know he's got a plan. He's taking care of it and I don't have to. I just do what he tells me to do. Mary said that, right? Do whatever he tells you to do. it. Just do whatever he tells you to do. Anyway. So fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot, whatever sort that is. So you're being content in the midst of a crisis. You're content. It's okay. I don't have to have it now. Jesus is going to get it to me. I'm going to see him heal. He promised me. I don't have to worry about it or what you think or what somebody else thinks. I don't have to try to figure it out myself. That's having... Um, peace and whatever and, and contentment and whatever it looks like, whatever you see, 
And then that transcends all understanding and garrisons and mount and guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there's any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. So we are to think the good report. Don't think the bad report. Don't think the worst. Don't think what Satan is telling you to think. The things that make you worry or the, the things that make you feel bad about yourself. You know, if you miss it, Jesus will correct you. But the correction is to help you to come up higher, to help you to live in his kingdom. Blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out. Blessed, blessed, blessed. He wants you to be blessed. So that is why he is correcting you. That's why he's showing you the truth. That's why we're here today. He wants us to know truth. He wants us to be in obedience to him. So when we stand before him that day, he doesn't say, I'm not acquainted with you. When we do the word, when we sit at his feet, when we learn of him, we get to know him. We get to know who he is. And if we're willing to do his will, then when we stand before him that day, He's not going to say, I didn't know you. It's a scary um, few scriptures, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of the Father. This is doing his will, refusing to worry. Because as we said, worrying is exalting that thing against the true knowledge of God. You can't serve two masters, and when you're worrying, you're serving something else and not Jesus, not God. When you're worrying about your life, you're serving that thing. And then one thing leads to another. When you start worrying about your life, then you start taking measures outside of God's will. He wants you to depend on him. Trust him. He wants to meet your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He said, you don't have to have aid or support. He's going to meet your need. You do things his way. You seek his way of doing and being right. And he's going to add to you. You're not going to have to go after it. You're not going to have to work to get it. When you're out to provide for yourself, you're keeping God from providing for you. And when you're keeping him from providing for you, then you're not being that witness and you're not drawing people in to the kingdom. You're not representing that good life. Jesus said he came to give to us. I have come that you may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. And the way to live that life 
is to seek his way of doing and being right. Matthew 6, 33. Seek his way of doing and being right. And all these other things, all these things that you need, that you're spending all this time and energy and spending money to get what he just wants to give to you. You take care of his stuff, he'll take care of your stuff. He says that to me all the time. Put your energy into being that witness for me, into seeking my way of doing and being right. Giving your gift. You know, a lot of people wonder why they're lacking. And that, that's another area Jesus is going to teach you, is when you give of yourself, when you give your gift, that gift will make room for you. But instead, we're all frazzled and trying to figure out what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. And we're living just like the heathen, just like Jesus said not realizing that God is just going to provide for you when you do it his way. But we're doing it our way because we're worrying. You know, Jesus said this to me this morning. He said, um, he said, not exactly this way, but what he's saying to me now is my people perish for a lack of knowledge. But the part he was talking to me about this morning is I'm coming and I know your intentions are good, he's saying to us. Your intentions are good. But if you would just slow down and let me teach you, let me speak to you, let me show you the plan, then you can get on the same page as me. And so on that day, when you see me, you're not going to be, have to say, be saying, but I did this. I did that in your name. I ran this church for 20 years. And now you're saying away from me, I never knew you. How can that be? Could you have been serving money? Could you have been maybe worrying about the physical of the church, the order of the church, instead of just letting Jesus take over? He wants you to know that now. We got to just like get on our knees and let him correct us. We have to let him take over. More of him and less of us. We're to just go do the work he tells us to do. And he's going to take care of everything else. But if we're taking care of everything else, we can't even do that work that he's calling us to do. Because we're too busy doing the part that we weren't assigned to. Verse 9. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. And model your way of living on it. And the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being, will be with you. When you're doing the right thing, you don't. that's another thing that keeps that peace. Keeps you from being anxious. Because you know you're doing what Jesus said to do. You know that you're, you're content that you don't have, but you have peace because you're doing his will and not your own. I love this verse, verse 13. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and we equal to anything through him who infuses inter, inner strength into me. And I am self-sufficient in Christ. 
self-sufficiency. He can take care of you. You don't need any aid or support. He's going to take care of you. He's got you covered. Go to him. Refuse to worry. Go to him. Sit at his feet. Ask him the answer. You can ask God for anything. He gives to all liberally without fault finding if you're serious about him. So that's the word I have for you today. It's an exciting word. You don't have to worry. The enemy's putting on a lot of pressure in this day. He knows Jesus is coming. He knows we're not ready. He sees our faults. And he's the one taunting us, getting us to worry. So we live opposed to what Jesus is asking us to live. I just want to just quote to you one more time, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. The will of the Father is the word. Even not to worry is as well, because as we discussed, worry is going to get you all off base. Don't worry, Jesus said. Don't worry. Can't serve two masters. Then he said, many on that day are going to say, but Lord, we did this, that, and the other thing, right? And he's going to say, I wasn't acquainted with you. I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. So it's not all the things that you're doing, the work that you're doing that you think you're supposed to do without consulting with him, but it's that you did his will. You did it his way, not your way. You thought his way, not your way. You live by his opinion, not your opinion. It's all about letting him lead you and guide you. And you can only do that when you hear him speak to you. That's why he said in Revelation 3.19, I love you and I want to correct you, teach you, convict you, convince you of my way. And if you would heed my voice, verse 20, I'm going to live on the inside of you. And then when he lives on the inside of you, he teaches you, he instructs you, he guides you, he tells you the part he wants you to do. So on that day, or before that day, you're not confused. I thought I was doing the right thing. After 20, 30 years of thinking you're doing the right thing, and then when you stand before Jesus, find out that you weren't, you were listening to some other voice or um, doing things the way you thought, wouldn't that be horrible? He's trying to prevent that by telling you now. Seek his way of doing and being right. Stop worrying. If you're worrying, you're off track. If you're trusting him, if you hear his voice, you're on track. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us, for telling us beforehand things to come, for telling us we're not ready, we're not prepared to stand before you confidently that day, that we have spots and wrinkles we need to work out. 
Thank you for showing us today the truth about worry, that we are not to worry. We just give you all the glory and all the praise. We receive your instruction. We want you to take over. I just feel like Jesus wants me to say, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Yes, rest from worry. He wants to give you rest from all that worrying you're doing, all that stress you got yourself under because you didn't sit with him and find out. We're in a mess if we're worrying and trying to take care of things without him. You know, even depending on another person to tell you what to do is really crazy. When you have the God of the universe, King Jesus, living on the inside of you, giving you the right answer, the eternal answer, the answer so that you can be that witness that he's calling you to be. Why would you go to anyone else? Go to him. He's in love with you. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you that peace. I pass this all understanding. Isn't it amazing? We got a place to go to get peace in the midst of chaos, in the midst of this crazy world we live in right now. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.